1: Sozoko finally waited. Erickson low. Great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez. Lucas Mora. And belted into the lead. Brilliant goal. On debut. Tungay Ondombele has scored the equalizer for Spurs. Lucas Mora clips it. Oh, great goal! Steven first Right in north london that is absolutely incredible on debut oh what a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier Good area for Spurs. And Cakes not oh, afraid to shoot. Wow! What a goal, Hurricane! That is exceptional. Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley line. Son breaks forward. Oh wow! What a run, son from inside his own half. Has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career.
2: Welcome. So what is a good evening? This is a new Spurs new order pod. Got that new new, and uh, we are under the touchline, Fracka, but I'll be your host tonight, X Pack, and I'll be joined today by none other than lovely Booker T Tops. Firstly, how you doing?
3: Yo, yeah, what's good, brother?
2: You good? Absolutely smashing. Um, yeah, soon to come physio aside, brilliant, and uh, Tobes Goldberg, how you doing?
0: I'm good, bro. I'm good, man. Good to be back on the pod. How are you doing? Great. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, um, the team's actually got me in decent spirits. Uh, I'll have to show half the resilience as them to get through this cough. But yeah, we'll move. Um, I don't think there's anywhere else to start other than uh, the most recent game. Obviously, we just uh, progressed to the Champions League knockouts. Needing only a draw away at Marseille, Um obviously going into it, we have a lot of ops waiting to send their memes, send their bookmark tweets, whatever. There's a lot of ex Arsenal players. We've got injuries. Da da da. Firstly, Topes. Uh, I wasn't gonna. I was gonna say like, were you confident going into the match? But I think that's almost um, almost the easy answer. But once you saw the lineup. Um, how was you feeling going into that?
0: When I saw the lineup, I was annoyed, um, but still expected that Spurs can do enough here to to get three points. Um, as my brother Tops will 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 allude to once he speaks, he he wasn't optimistic. And to be honest, when I looked at how the first half unfolded, I I could see why he wasn't optimistic. But even why was, why was you
4: optimistic? Yeah, I'm here, play. But...
0: Was, yeah, yeah, you can I'm... be here, you can be here. I was, the reason, and I'm going to continue now, the reason why I was optimistic is because this is Marseille. This is not Barcelona. This is not fucking Man City. This is Olympic Marseille. And it's a rubbed out version of Olympic Marseille. People are telling me that a 50-year-old Paye is going to dunk on Spurs. A 60-year-old Sanchez is going to dunk on Spurs. A 50-year-old Kalasnach is going to shackle Spurs. Bro, Listen, as poor as we play, I always knew that. Like, all we need to do is just, just put in, just a comp. All it takes was a competent performance would beat that Marseille side. Do you get what I'm saying? And the lineup just, not for the first time, not for the second time, not for the third time this season. Antonio Conte he keeps struggling to pick. Like, he keeps struggling to pick. Like. The best at, or the most suitable lineup. There's, there's not. There's been way too many times this season where we've said to ourselves, "Ah, oh, God! Even if we win today, like I think Conte has got the lineup wrong. It's bad. Like look at the look at the lineup. Like Ryan Suss or Ryan Shockinyon. What Ryan Suss? Let's go with Ryan Suss because that's what Yao's Yeah, because the other big
2: name is really. forced, but
0: yeah, Ryan Ryan <laughs> Ryan Suss because he bloody is suspect when it comes to football yeah bruv he's not even good at left wing back why is he playing right wing back so that's the first point the second point as well lucas mora this guy since he's come back from injury he's been on a one-man mission to remind people why why he was sent to azkaban um towards the back end of last season the guy is cheeks Brian Hill was actually coming on and has actually made a, a difference in some of the matches, some of the cameos he's had. Why is it Lucas Moore that deserves to start? So, yeah, man, I just, I, I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. But everywhere else in the team, I thought he got it. He got it right.
2: Yeah, yeah. there was a few weird tops and changes. You had Dyer moving to right centre-back, long leg coming to oh, centre.
0: That was good. I thought that was good. Yeah, I thought that was the good decision. That that was the right decision because he couldn't. There was no way on earth he could. There's no way on earth he could play Sanchez again. Impossible. You cannot play that calamity in a game of this magnitude. Impossible. Impossibly. Nice little French twang there. Um, <laughs> yeah. So
2: obviously, I think um, a lot of people wanted him to drop both Emerson and Sanchez on that side. I mean, All the- progression down the right hand side was pretty much impossible. With those two planes. so him chopping that around, I like. I personally liked the intent from what I saw from the lineup. There was a lot of players who I thought could, you know, add some kind of attacking again. I'll use the word thrust, even though it sounds a bit dodgy, but this won't be my first or last pause on this podcast, I'm sure. Um, so with that, I was intrigued to see how it played out in the first half. Um, I'll see, I'll move over to you, tops. Um, Ultimately, um, break down how that lineup, um, and that first half ultimately played out.
1: Uh, uh, what hey, did, you, did you boo? Hey,
0: man, <laughs> That's Tops nah. what, hey,
3: listen, Tom's knows why he's laughing.
0: You. Tops was listen. defeated before a ball was kicked, bro. I'm wow, gonna, I'm, not,
3: I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm not, <laughs> gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, I had ever seen us play an away game in Europe, and I, I you know, what I sent a load of into the group about when was the last time we performed in a in an important away game in the Champions League and of course the lads came in they came through they all confirmed to me that the last game that we performed in Europe of any importance
2: was Ajax in the
3: 2018-19 season so that
2: was ultimately the only that was the last important away European game we have played then I mean I know we were in the in the Champions yeah. League 1920 but it was almost a write off
3: uh, well, you know, you know the name of the game at this point, Owen. So, us yeah. going into this, us going into this game, no Romero, no Kulu, no Richie. You know, four changes. I can't lie, I'm, I'm gonna be so frank with you. I saw us getting packed. I literally saw us getting packed. I thought us going to the Velodrome. You know, I uh, read. The high. I read. I read the reports. Velodrome
0: about. high fireworks, <laughs> the fire, high. The fireworks. Oh, they woke up the stadium. place
3: before you. Um, I felt like the the atmosphere was going to be raucous, and to be honest with you, uh, like everything that I thought would happen in that first half, it came to fruition. We were toothless, however you want to call it, gutless. The performance was lacking wow. absolutely no energy. The press was basically non existent. I just felt like I'd seen this game happen many, many many, many, many times before. And obviously when they went one 0 no up in my head I was like, I know how this I know how this book ends. But they managed to turn it around. I can't I can't even like tell you that I was upset or I was annoyed at that first half because in truth, based on what I've seen This team, do you know, in the last sort of three, four years, it was a performance, especially when it comes to important games, that I'm just so used to seeing. So I just hope that they can maybe change it up in the second half, um, maybe do something different. Um, You know, son going off with that injury, which I don't know. uh, I have a few feelings about how that injury went down, but. Oh, yeah. you don't want
4: to say it? I'll say it. He's saving himself for the World Cup.
3: There, I said it. Hey man, if you go into something, if you if you if you go into a challenge, not hundred percent, the more than likelihood you to come out injured in that challenge. If you go in a hundred percent, then you have nothing to fear.
0: He closed his eyes. Harsh. That's harsh. I I, I know. Did he literally did did got. Didn't did go, go, go. did he get like elbowed in the? In it the, was in like the a shoulder. Head. It was quite.
4: An it, was, it wasn't an elbow. Come on now. It was oh, it was hey, a shoulder. Man. Yeah, it really? wasn't an elbow. But, Look but, at you, Toby. Have some shape. Have some uh,
3: shame. no 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 no. To be honest with you, it was a like the injury he sustained, yeah, it was a bad one. But I don't know. I just feel like I've seen him go into these jewels 50-50, maybe even less than 50 in the last few weeks. And to be honest with you, something like this was almost waiting to happen. But it's yes, it's happened. And yeah, that was my really that was that's my take on the first half. I'm I'm just I've said it and I've said it in the pod, I've said it in the group. I'm just so unmoved by this group of players right now. I'm so unmoved. I'm so unmotivated. Like, I'm not even going to say I'm unhappy because I'm still going to games. I'm still watching games. But I just I just feel that like, this current group of players will not effectively be able to do what is required of them on the content. I just don't think they're capable of it. And until I see some real, real changes, I don't think my mood is going to change, personally. Right. That's it.
2: Well, fair. Um, as we don't have you for too much longer, term, so I'll move it back to, uh, to you just now. Like, why? Why do you think we played so badly in that first half? Because again, like, you have pundits and fans across, like, okay, yeah, Spurs are, you know, they're setting up too defensively again. They're just boring Spurs. They're in a crisis again, just hammering the defensive narrative out. But why for you? Is it just so, so I'm- bad?
0: I think Conte definitely has to hold some blame for the setup in the first half. But I don't think it's all down to him. I think the majority... The, the buck definitely lies with him because I think ultimately, uh, a ground like that, he wants to try and absorb what they they can throw at us to begin with and then try and sort of feel our way into the game. And I just felt, yeah, like it was just... <sighs> yeah, it was, it was, it was really bad, man. Like I was, I told you like already, I put my phone on airplane mode, didn't it? Cause I was watching on, on my Fire Stick at halftime. I was seething, absolutely seething because I'm like to play like that, yeah. In a must, in, in a, people are saying it wasn't a must win game, but like you needed a point and you're basically playing like you want to get beat. It's just, it was embarrassing, man. And I think, um, I think Conte definitely needs to take some, some blame for that, man the majority of the blame when you look at the, the average starting position when you look at the lack of press when you look at um how deep the defensive line was you have to you have to point fingers at the manager and and just be be frank and say that like yo the way you set us up today was was garbage because the minute we started to play a couple meters further up the pitch all of a sudden this this it's at this poor Marseille side that we made to look like the Harlem Globetrotters started looking like the poor Marseille side. And I think, like I said, the majority of the blame definitely lies with him because I think these players are going off what they've been instructed to do for the most part. Now, here's where I took on the players, because even when Antonio Conte is saying sit back, whatever, we know Antonio Conte... Is devastating when it comes to coaching counterattacks. We know that he's not a guy who just wants to soak up pressure and just and just not do anything with it. He wants us to be able to soak up pressure and then have the bravery to play, to catch the opposition out and try and play through them and try and score a goal on the counter-attack if he's going with a counterattacking based approach. And that's where you have to look at some of the plays, because some of those performances. Disastrous, like Ben Davies defended well, but his passing was so shit. The amount of times Perisic made good runs on the left-hand side, didn't find him. Hoybier, you know how much I love Hoybier. absolute passenger in that game. Absolute passenger in that game. Was not offering anything offensively or defensively. Got on the ball and I lost, there was a period in the second half and even the first half where he just kept giving the ball away. Ryan Suss, Jesus Christ, God have mercy on that on that right-hand side. Every single time, losing the ball, giving away a cheap foul, just unable to sort of build up any sort of momentum because we just couldn't string five passes together. So the tactics are one thing, yes, but players who can't even do basic things, you can't win deals, you can't pass properly, you can't retain the ball... It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a disaster of a cocktail, isn't it? And even the front line as well. Sun was doing diddly squat. Kane just kept hoofing along to Harry Kane and struggling to hold up the ball a, a couple of times. But again, when you looked at the front three, they were just so isolated from the rest of the team rest of the team is basically camped at the edge of our box and then you've just got f- like four man up against two players and don't even get me started on that absolute bonehead that bonehead that brazilian in fact he's not even brazilian we have got the two two of the most fraudulent brazilians i've ever seen in my life that guy is not brazilian he's not brazilian i swear to god he is not brazilian and he doesn't I- For someone who's a professional footballer, like I can't even talk because I'm crap, but I'm like, I'm watching you play and I'm like, how? How are you able to be a professional if you can't take on basic instruction? Oh, Lord. So tactics, Conte got it wrong big time. But the issue was exacerbated by shocking players not being able to execute the most basic of actions.
2: Yeah, there seemed to definitely be like a a psychological thing as well as obviously the way we set up like I feel like our last two league games as well like we've actually looked to get more on the front foot and then we just get pegged back through either a mistake or just the team being clinical in their openings but the first half played out how it did um Bissuma came on for Sun to make it 3-5-2 and then at half time um despite Conte being suspended he managed to get instructions to make the change for Sissaydi to come off from right wing back and then uh, to bring on Emerson mm-hmm. um to give us a bit of balance um, Scott Hall yeah we haven't heard from you yet um mm-hmm. I feel like you definitely watched that second half even though you said you didn't um of did. How did you uh, feel like it was about to go. play out
0: here we go let me go on mute
4: oh i knew we were going to win after yeah. after about three minutes Into the second half I was like Marseille are going to fall apart We're going to win But That doesn't take away From the performance The performance Stunk It smelled It smelled like sewage You felt it the second easy. half Was sewage? I think the whole thing Was sewage I didn't do, I Listen agree. Like I told you After about a few minutes Into the second half I was like If we don't win this This is our fault Because Marseille started Acting up And I was like There's no reason For them to act up But regardless of what we did in that second half, I was like, football's very boring now, isn't it? Like, and this is this is across the board. I'm not just talking about Spurs. I'm just talking about football in general. It's just, it's just a bore to watch. Like, um, I've had enough of this tactical, I don't know, positional, non nonsensical football that we are in right now where, okay, let's take suspect for, for it. Argument's sake, that boy at the very at the very best he shits. Yeah. It's exactly what Toby just said. He's garbage. Yeah, but if I had to give him a position, I'd say left wing. Me personally, yeah, because he he's not a left back. He's he's, he's far from a left back that you're ever gonna get. Emerson, Emerson's not a real human. He's not a real person. Yeah, I don't understand this. Yeah, because
0: how has a man. He's better than Sess. I... Yeah, I said it. He's better than Session. I said it. He's not. Yes, he is. Well, I, I, don't yes, know.
4: is I don't even know S1. if I come back. That yes, chat. he is. I, I think, I'll say this much. I'll say this much. Yeah. What yes, has Emerson
2: did. contributed this season that's better than Session? His life. He's,
0: he's a contributed
4: him, his life to Christ. I, I don't know, but he's done something that must have been better than Sess. But the problem we have. And we've had for a very long time. Yeah, is that Spurs are a notorious team right now for fielding garbage? And one of one of the pieces of garbage, yeah, that has infuriated me the most as uh, the the gentleman Toby leaves uh, is hoisting
0: I hate his guts. I hate his. I hate his
4: guts. Yeah, I hate the guy's guts. And I know people are going to be like, no, nah, but be
0: he's done this, he's done that, man. He gives his as goodness, as he
4: gets. Listen, that for me is a perfect example of why we deserve nothing good in life, yeah? He couldn't even foul, right? He couldn't even foul. That's not the first game he's done this, by the way, yeah? I was in the stadium for the freaking Sporting Lisbon game. He tried to foul freaking... Marcus, he tried to foul him. And he got bodied. I'm like, this is our centre midfielder. This is meant to be our general. He's off. He's the, uh, Listen, that guy is a walking pussy, yo. And I can say that on this podcast, yeah, because we ain't filtered like that. He is a walking pussy, yo. Fast, yo, pomplex, Dickhead. Name it all, bruv. He's all of those. I hate his guts. Then you got Ryan Suspekion, who can't even... He can't kick a ball. The boy doesn't know what he's doing. He actually doesn't know what he's doing. And then to make matters worse, only Spurs could say, you know what? Your left wing back stinks. But just for you guys, we're going to give you a right wing back that stinks even more. How? How can... How? How? And then we made it out of the group. Listen, do you know how bad the group has to be that we played horrible football for basically six games and still finished top of the group? Think about what I'm saying here, people. We played horrible football for six consecutive games because there wasn't a single game in that group that we played well. Not one. Yeah? Not one. I don't want people to say, ah, Frankfurt away, we were decent. Shut your mouth. Yeah? Every single game in that group stunk and we finished top of the group. That not only shows you how poor the group was, but it shows you how badly we bloody play football right now. So... From the bottom of my heart to the millions watching on TV, I'm here to tell you Spurs need freaking reinforcements in January. Because if we do not get that sorted, oh my God, we are going to be in for hell in 2023. Absolute hell. Damn. And it's enough for me.
2: Well, to be fair, I mean, I actually agree. Hoi Bia was a passenger for. 95% of the game. But in the end, he actually ended up having our two most decisive moments actually going forward. Obviously, he hit the bar with... um. Burn him! Shot, I hate and then his
4: guts! What were well, you not understanding? That's awful! I hate his gu- I hate his <laughs> guts! He,
2: he keeps not, on contributing I mean, in big like, games, though. You can't deny oh him. Of...
4: He's like he's like a reborn Stefan Freund. For the love of God, he's He's awful to watch. And people have said he's had a better season. I've heard some people say he's had a better season than Bento Cor.
2: Up until about two or three games shame. ago, that
4: was actually true, though. Have That's- some damn shame. Look, Tops was in the stadium with me. He saw me in the South Stand, and he couldn't in argue with sense? not one bit of abuse that I gave to the team. He was there. He saw Every single oh my god, I'm gonna bloody I'm gonna I don't expect this.
2: tops to call you I'm out going... on that though. What are
4: they doing? is our um, starting freaking midfielder. How have we done this? We've gone from Modric to Heibierg! Oh man, oh I don't
2: deserve Modric, this. Modric then then yeah, okay, yeah, I get your I point. I don't deserve this.
4: Even Endon with with every little piece of pork that he had on his skin, yeah. This guy would at least get you off your seat and think, oh, he could do something. There's something special about him. Jesus Christ. What is special about Hoibio? What on God's green earth is special about this guy? Other than the fact that I've given him a nickname that is reminiscent to Chinese sauce. Yeah, he is crap. That guy is absolutely garbage. Oh my God. I don't believe we have him as our starting midfielder. And Conte loves him. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we're finished. Listen, guys, freaking get your chips in order now. Freaking Black Friday is down around the corner. Buy your Christmas presents immediately because it's about to be a sour freaking Christmas. Wow, we're finished. We're absolutely finished. I can't believe it. This is disgusting. You guys put me through this. Week in, week out, this team is. shit. Oh my
2: goodness, it's uh, it's hoisted oh that sour sauce as oh well. Oh my god, I like what you did there. Oh my um,
4: god, flipping hell, what are we doing here? Owen, freaking tops, have you been watching what we've been watching the last few weeks? Oh my goodness, are oh, we stink? Oh my god, flipping hell, oh my goodness, I can't. we're winning games. How are we winning games looking like this? Oh my goodness, bloody hell! You're supposed to. You're telling me Harry Kane is the freaking world class striker. His first shot was at 41 minutes. Oh my god, what are we doing? What are we bloody doing? What are we doing? Did you watch the 90 minutes? You guys didn't watch the
2: Marseille. Yeah, yeah. You didn't yeah. watch the same game. We're a professional podcast. You did not watch, watch the, the same game. game as, that game as was part of awful. our contractual. Obligations, yes.
4: That game was awful. Ninety minutes of crap. I don't care what the result was. I'm, I'm honest to God. I couldn't understand what was ha- happening. I was watching the game and I was thinking to myself, "How are Marseille about to let us win? I don't understand this. We stunk. We absolutely stunk. I'm talking off the plane, first night in Paris. Mm, smells like shit. We were absolutely awful. Jesus Christ, nah." I'm telling you, I'm on the verge of selling my season ticket. Whoever wants it, hit me up in the DMs because we're, we're, we're weeks away. We're... <coughs> oh, my God. Freaking having a, a heart attack over here. It's horrible. I've had enough. And we've got to face Liverpool on Sunday. Oh, for the love of God. When is it going to end? Somebody start the World Cup tomorrow, please. Bloody hell. I've had enough.
2: Yeah, that I've World Cup enough. stinks more than our football, to be honest. But Wow. Man. I would have read it in um just a little bit from from the oil burger Hoist in this track, version 9999999. Um he as as I say, I agree he was a passenger game. I think he's he's obviously one of those that actually doesn't claim to do anything special either, but it's either here or there. He hasn't been good the past two, three, four games. Objectively, like he just hasn't. Maybe I put it down to fatigue, maybe not. But obviously, with that second half, um, play that as we did, as it did. Emerson actually came on and brought a little bit of balance. Um, that's all he needed to do, to be honest, because of how disjointed we were in the first half. And um, Bissouma, fair play, helping us get back on the ball, sustain pressure. Ben Davis was getting forward really well. Wing backs were actually attacking spaces and the forwards were actually somewhat retaining the ball. I was very critical of Kane in the first half. I don't know what he was doing, um, but just basic decisions were just leaving him. He like would he would just keep on his next, turning into in the defenders, job. which were reading exactly what he was going to do. He would just try and force a through pass, like straight away through and goal. And it wasn't even on, like Son or Lucas were, like barely even that defensive line, let alone running past it, and he's still trying to pass, gets tackled, uh, plays a dummy, loses the ball. Like much better in that second half, and um, we just fell back to the basics and the hallmarks of what Conte actually wants us to do in terms of actually playing football. Um, we miss Kudu, and then we went nothing. Yeah, we we actually overrely too much on Kudelski as well. We look, we look
4: uh, horrible. We look horrible lads. We really do. But this is I, why I, I actually feel
2: sorry for Bentancur. We've now he turned was. into set piece FC and Bentancur was he was quality. Ridiculous by the way. Um he was everything quality. you want from a midfielder. He he was doing it like he was the water carrier. He was breaking up play, he was creating chances. I I I I can't believe he ran himself into the ground this close to the World Cup as well. Like Unbelievable performance. Um, but again, as I say, we turned into set piece of C again. We got... um was quite early on in the second half as well, like 55th minute. That Perisic, was great assist, by the way. Perisic, who hasn't even been good this season, has somehow got his seventh assist already. I yeah, think it might have even experience. been all from set pieces. That's experience. And... Uh, he, can, he can play garbage and still deliver a beautiful
4: ball. That's experience, yeah? But when you got... Ryan flipping, suspecting on doing none. Oh my god! Ah, oh, you 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 started it again, Owen. Because you, you you know what you're doing
2: here. We're talking about. Are we about to start talking about a player who got taken off again?
1: No,
4: no, no. You're time. doing it again,
2: Owen. Yeah, you're what you're being
4: Mister Positive. And I I told you that's that's the one thing I'm gonna like about you. It's the one thing I'm gonna strangle out of you. Yeah, cool.
2: This is not the time to be positive. We need change. Yeah. We, we do, and I, I agree with that yeah. as well, to be fair. Like, need, say, I like... even said in the last pod with Tops, he has been very patient as well, we will get to you in a second, but I was even saying we need at least two, three signings ASAP. Three? We might need four, maybe. I wouldn't even disagree with that either. Um, but I, I've even said in the group, Chella, I'm not even optimistic of good performances until after the World Cup. Because we're just yeah, so that, we have to discuss that, of the ideas outside Kaliszewski, Um, and we haven't addressed his rotation option in the squad. Oh, no, let, have, let, but let, it's let's it's just let's not talk about bad. his
4: rotation Ideal. stuff, because, because tops was in the stadium
2: for the Sporting Lisbon game and uh,
4: he was yelling some choice words towards Conte. So uh, I think I think tops has to let his uh, his view on you would uh, have
2: wished he was in Marseille then because you probably would have heard him from the stands. No, um, tops is, tops
4: is rel- relatively calm in, in the stands. Uh, he he gives he, he throws like little little jabs, you know, little jabs. I'm I'm the ultimate warrior when it comes into the stands. I'm I, I'm I'm rocking the belts when uh when we're on top. But now nah, tops, he's, he's, he he threw little jabs at Conte, some nasty ones, some nasty ones. He went after um Conte's hair, which was I thought that was that was a bit yeah. below the belt, you know, yeah. You don't do that to your manager. But I understood, you know, he, he was vexed. What let, I let, was
2: um, The only thing I was going to say was, I guess, my optimism kind of derives from we are a different team from this time last year, different manager. And under Conte, with these players, with these newer players as well, we haven't actually, we haven't sold ourselves short when we've had our backs against the wall needing a win. So, so we had a lot of crunch games that did towards the end of last season. Arsenal and Norwich included. I know it's Norwich, but I mean the pressure was insurmountable, right? And again, against Marseille, we needed to win and even performing we we didn't perform well. We still got a result. Um so I'm I'm not proud of our performances, but I'm proud of the resilience in this team so far. But we do need help in January, like you said. So again, I'm not even disagreeing with it, but um It's resilience against I'm not, not as critical as you for that second half performance, I guess I'd like to say. Like I I think by and large, again, it being a poor Marseille side, we did impose our football on them well in the second half to the point where we had them over committing right at the death. We got away with a few openings of theirs. Um, I see Perisic got a good block in, and then Kolasinac showed his um, showed his genes from his old club. So that's that's the history of that. And we ended up punishing them. Um, but anyway, sorry, tops. Look see you've been patient um, and as quiet as you are in the stands. Uh, How did you feel like we kind of rounded that game off? Obviously, we've equalised. We're now chasing the game, ideally needing a win. How did you feel like it was actually playing out?
3: Uh, Like, it it improved in many respects. Um, I felt like um, Marseille going for the game as well also opened up a lot of spaces for us to kind of get into good positions. Um, I wouldn't say we completely dominated that half, um, but we definitely had the better of the chances, in which we we took, you know, two of them that came to us. I still kind of felt like the game was open in many respects. Um, it wasn't end to end per se, but you know, big chances at both ends were kind of popping up. I I do agree with you in the sense that you know I'm not Emerson's biggest fan, but. Him coming on gave us gave us a little bit of balance. Um, Davies, come. I don't know. Like even listen, listen, thinking about what I'm saying, so I'm just just depresses me. Like you know, I'm talking about Emerson and, and Davies coming on to improve the game. I just, you know, in a game that needs to be won away from home, I, I, I still don't understand like the notion why why it. it the first thought, I think, for us is not to go with attacking substitutions or attacking players to possibly come on. But then again, I just think myself, I can't really even say that because on the bench, I mean, the only real option um, outside of Lucas who was starting was um, Brian Hill. And even then, um, even though he's had some really good cameos in the Champions League recently, both against um Frankfurt and um sporting. He still doesn't seem to be deserving uh, of a of a starting place or even at least some sort of a substantial minutes in the second half. Uh it was a it was a funny game to be honest with you. The second half, yeah, we probably edged it. Um you know, that class in its chance was was absolutely huge. Um but then again, like you could kind of see why you know Marseille are, are a poor side, and that's probably one of the things that upset me the most. And like, like it did against Frankfurt in the second half, you know we were kind of letting a team who I don't think is inferior to us get as much possession, get as much time in the ball, create as much chances when honestly, in many respects, you know from a footballing perspective, then they're no better. they're, they're not better than us. Um, and I think it was obvious. Um, just, you know, little bits of quality and the game opening up. You know, Holberg should probably score the one that hits the crossbar. Um, but we will, were able to take our set piece and score that. And then at the end, you know, the last little bit of quality that was required just once the game opened up when Hojberg went through, you know, I mean, he took his goal. Ugh, he was awful. <laughs> That's the only way to describe this guy. <laughs> on on Tuesday night. He was was god-awful. I mean, rubbish. Um, And he's actually been one of our better performers this season, but, I mean, it was one day when we needed him to be kind of better than he was. And he was rubbish. And he ended up uh, redeeming himself by scoring what was... what was a huge, huge goal for us. But then, I don't know, sometimes... I suppose you just have to take the good and the bad. Uh, In many respects, the first half was bad... We were, you know, lacked intensity. There was very little press. But in many respects, the second half was good. It was a bit more open. We were, we tried to, we took a few more risks. And actually, the chances that came to us, we took. So I can't really, I can't really, you know, like, again, you know, I'll be, I'll be honest. I was one person who had no faith in us getting any result uh, on Tuesday. Uh, I really believe that we're a team. That doesn't perform well in high pressure games and games that actually matter just because in the last few years i just don't believe that we've performed we have performed in some of them but just not not in enough of them in my opinion um so going into that game i wasn't confident and actually it's somewhat bittersweet being able to win the game um coming from behind and actually topping the group which is um what i would say something good to celebrate i suppose
2: <laughs> so what you're saying is you are proud of our team's resilience
3: uh, yeah, in the I face
2: am. of a in and in a must-win game.
3: I I am, and you, do you know what? As well, one thing I've been thinking about recently is that, like,
2: uh, I don't know. I'm just thinking just
3: out of the, out out the ball here, but I feel that we have a second game I just I I honestly feel we're just choosing not to go into it because. If you look at the way we started, we we look at the way we started games. We started games so slowly, not really on the front foot. But all of a sudden, every single one of the players has the ability, has the energy, has the has the engine to go into the last games, the last ten, last twenty, last thirty minutes of the game. And they looked like completely different. We looked like a completely different team. Which, which I don't know. I can't really work out whether we are choosing to play this way and saving our energy or. I don't know, because our second halves in the last three games have been excellent. That's, I'm going to be honest with you, they've been good. They've been games where we've where we've been either chasing the game or coming from behind or trying to win the game. And actually, the performances that you kind of require over a period of 90 minutes, we've kind of given in the 45 minutes of the last three games. That is against um, Bournemouth at the weekend and us coming back losing, effectively winning that second half, what, 3-1? Um, second half against Sporting I thought was very good, we were unfortunate to not win that game and then obviously again we won this half 2-0 against Marseille which I can't seem to put my finger on I don't really know
0: why
2: Yeah I think there's there's a lot of mitigating factors and um, I do think it does stem from I guess a lack of quality throughout the side for one and then a the lack of trust from maybe some of our fringe um from Conte to some of our more fringe players, players who could have probably made more of an impact, but he hasn't chosen to trust them. Players like Bisuma, Hill, Spence, um, although he seems to be half right about Hill. Um, I think Hill's shown tangibles he can at least be better than Lucas Moura. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird balancing act. Um, but, yeah, hopefully we can get that addressed in... Uh, it may be even in January, as soon as January. We'll get into that um a little bit later. You obviously mentioned the, the Bournemouth game, which was um a nice segue. So we've done it in a in a slight reverse chronological order, probably breaking down these games. Um but I'll use that as a precursor to preview our next um league game against Liverpool on the weekend. So with Marseille in mind, um, Conte did did decide to to start Sanchez and Emerson. Um, Skip and Basuma also came in to start, and then it was Kane and Son up front. So he went back to three five two. 2 Yom started on the left, and then uh, Longley and Ben Davis made up the uh, the defense. So Dyer was rested, and obviously Hugo. Soby Hugo decided to start the game. Um, I'm trying to think how we predicted that, Tops, on last week's pod. I, I don't even think even I was confident for that. Um,
3: no, I, I don't think either of us were, but we thought it was a game similar in in away games to like um, Brighton away and, and Forest away, where it wouldn't be a walkover. It wouldn't be an easy game, but it would be one of those ones where you just... You, you get to that game, you get to that ground, you soak up any sort of pressure, you soak up any sort of um, atmosphere that, the, that the, the crowd might give you and you just kind of fuck off back to London with as many points as you can basically grab. And fortunately, in and, you know, those three away games this season, Knott's Forest, uh, Brighton away, and now Bournemouth, we've managed to do that, which honestly is, is what I expect. So um, us making it harder for ourselves, Quietly pisses me off, but again, they're all you know, they're all the same three points.
2: Touche, and um, really and truly, even after seeing the lineup, like this is why I mean, where Conte has to take some of the criticism as well, because we've seen so much evidence that Sanchez and Emerson don't work together at all. Um, no large, I don't even think we started that first half badly either. Um and unfortunately I didn't even know who Key Moore was before before that game other than like he's apparently quite good in the air. Um <laughs> and he he showed that man. Like um their first goal was um quite traumatic to witness and overall Scott Hall how did you think that um, that briefly played out if hey, you listen, had watched it listen, or that... claims not to have watched it
4: no I saw I saw, I saw the highlights of that game um, mm. and um, listen the first goal if I run through the goals yeah listen to this the first goal we, yeah. <laughs> we got caught up playing a highlight. That's, like, this is what infuriates me the most about our, our club. Yeah, we're like, push the defenders up so we could be further up, yeah? Well, he then decides clearly that that's the point to do it. This is the team to do it against. But does it with a back, back line of freaking, I can't even remember the back line. It was, it, I just knew it stunk. But that back line where Sanchez, and this is the thing about Sanchez that annoys me the most.
3: Him coming was, across to trying to help. Sorry to interrupt you, it was a back line of Longley as the central guy, uh Davies as the left centre back, and Sanchez as the right centre back.
4: Cool. Mm. So Longley is tied up against whoever the player was that took the ball and then passed it on. Yeah. Which I didn't actually mind that. Yeah. But while he done that, Davis had pushed up. So there was space if he got turned, which is what happened. He got turned, guy played it in. Tavernier is now running down. Blah, 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 blah. Now, Sanchez, if he wasn't such a horrible defender, yeah, most people were like, why didn't he just stick with Kiefer Moore or whatever? Yeah, I'm, like, I'm not even actually upset that he came across. What I am upset about, yeah, is that he thought I should go down to ground <laughs> because, because I'm going to slide and try and stop this cross from coming in because in his head, this ball is going to come in front of him. And if he slides, you know, he blocks it and it goes out for a corner. This is the level of madness we're dealing with at the back line. yeah, that he fought sliding away from a ball that has yet to be crossed 10, 15 yards away. 10, maybe, to be, to be even fairer to him. He was nowhere near it. Even when it got cut behind him, he was just nowhere near it. And Kiefer Moore had time and obviously slotted it past Hugo, who clearly had drank water on that day and not um, the usual uh, moe that he drinks uh, for some of these games. But the second goal, the second goal for me, I actually thought that was quite good to watch from them. <laughs> Listen, the second goal for me was a perfect example as to what... <laughs> Listen, I went online and somebody said, nah, Romero's starting to show his ugly side. This is what somebody said online, yeah? And this is how bad Tottenham have become defensively. That man thought Romero was playing. He wasn't even in the lineup. He wasn't even in the lineup. They just fought our best defender because all we do is sit and defend. He was the one that got his ass handed to him. Wasn't the case. It was good old Sanchez and the Brazilian that's not Brazilian, MSU. Yeah, that got absolutely dunked, dunked on by Key for mm. Great header, by the way. Fantastic goal, absolutely
3: superb. In between two players, beautiful. Now, yeah, but even even though you say beautiful goal, I like, I, I you know, sometimes you can, you can give players props for finishing a goal well, for being able to almost make the chance themselves and score. The chance that's given to them, but I want you to just go back to that. Go back to that highlight, and I want you to objectively look at what. If you look at individually, just watch what Emerson does, and individually, watch what Sanchez does. Like I'll do, I do of, what Sanchez does. Either, either of them, uh, I, I just find it incredible that that Conte continues to trust these guys. One of them, he likes crap. One of them, one of them's position. And his body positioning was so wrong in regards to where the attacker was, and the other one went to clear the ball in his six-yard box with his foot, and his foot was at the same height as Kiefer Moore's head. Like, I, I, I just don't understand. Like, when you're looking at this, like, from like, and I'm, I'm just not even trying to be like emotive. I'm not even trying to be like rude or or like defamatory against either of them but from a defensive perspective like you have to question Sanchez what were you doing Emerson you're a defender that's tucking in what were you doing i i just look at the look at that goal and i just think that's an easy preventable goal that's an easily preventable goal but obviously you put dumb and dumber together you're going to get rubbish you you're going to get rubbish And like that sort of goal, it just upsets me because, not offence to Bournemouth, but they're not a good side. But you know someone like that, he's going to be somewhat a danger in the box. He's going to be good from an aerial perspective. you just got to deal with that. So that's his bread and butter. Either Sanchez's Sanchez's positioning is better and he calls and makes sure he reaches that ball or or at least if Emerson's going to actually try and 50-50 with that, Emerson is even, Emerson is at least going to try and header it, which actually Emerson's done a number of times in the last season, and also this season. You actually just—I just want you to just compete for it. You don't even try and compete, and then when you do try and compete, you put you know you put this lazy leg out in the air to try, like you—you're not going to defend the ball that way. I don't know. It's, sometimes when I see this stuff, I'm just like. I can't be watching professionals. I can't. I can't be watching professionals. And if I am watching professionals, why are they playing for my club? Why? Why are they playing for my club?
4: Because right. some some fans like some of these players. They're, I've seen I've seen fans online literally say, oh, I'm not worried about Sanchez starting. We've kept eight clean sheets with him. Yeah. Big man, stop that. Water is wet. Yeah, don't <laughs> don't don't talk nonsense yeah what are you talking about sanchez it doesn't even take a freaking genius to see that sanchez stinks he's us he is wet wipes that have been left out in the sun to dry yeah he is absolutely (laughs) awful the guy is horrible so all right cool you know this whole thing of you know you know communication and Partnerships and all that kind of stuff. That's very important. It's, it's obviously going to be important in football. And yes, once we brought in the big guns on that game, you know, it turned around and we won 3 2, you know, because that's what they said on match of the day. Once Spurs made their substitution because they got superstars on the bench, it changed the game around. I mean, if Eric Dyer coming off the bench is considered to be your superstar, Jesus Christ of Nazareth and the 12
2: disciples save us. Damn. Um, yeah, it's good that you alluded to subs. Actually, I forgot to mention. Obviously, um, Lucas Moura coming up for Skip, superstar Moura coming up for Skip at halftime. Skip played an interesting role in the first half. Obviously, Besuma was deeper of the three midfielders. Skip was basically right wing at times. Kept on getting the ball in good positions, but ultimately, he's he's not that guy to create or play that final play... third pass. It was why would you play Skip at right wing?
4: I, I... Listen, I don't actually have a problem with Conte, yeah? But there are decisions that he's making
2: that I'm like, you're big man, you're pushing the boat now, yeah? I'm just looking at him a little bit sideways sometimes. Like, I don't want it to get twisted to say, like, oh, I want him out. But We look look at him sideways. The the next thing that happens is we
4: bring back Poch. And I promise you, we bring back Poch, I'm getting arrested. I'm getting arrested because I'll punch him up. I, I don't want this guy returning. No way, no how. I've had enough of that nonsense. I'll punch him up. I'll definitely happily go jail if there's a return of Poch. Happily, one million. It'd either
2: be him or Thomas Tuchel. Another former Chelsea manager. I'm not. I'm
4: not having. I'm not having Tuchel come after after what he he tried to do with Conte. Impossible. Can't come right here. You get punched up for them kind of things. Man tried to hold man's he- hand and say, "Shake my hand. Look at my eyes. Look at my eyes. Are you mad?" Like head- he's lucky that Conte didn't headbutt him. But then again, if Conte did that, he's would have flown off. So.
2: It's not. It's not. Sometimes it's not worth taking the L in it. Mm. When our big pot is not available, we we kind of have, have our pick of a little. We don't really have much of a wide this, choice. Hey, this
4: Potter so. talk, yeah. Well, aye, I warned you so about but, uh, Your boy so looking, serious, looking nasty, huh? Your boy yeah. looking nasty right now. Got punched up by his old team as well.
2: Don't do that, bro. Well, he's gonna do us a favor on the weekend, so you yeah, know. We hope so. Yeah, I think you will do all right. We hope so. It's nothing personal, though. Um, yeah, the other substitution. Um, see Eric Dyer coming on at right centre back. Um, Ben Tanker coming on for Bissouma as well. This is all before the hour, so relatively good uh in-game management from Conte for us, Like so just being proactive with subs, so it's not working. We're 2 nil down at this point, and um fair play to um good old Sassanyon. Got us back in the game with a really good finish um didn't mean to completely skim over that but it wasn't it was a pretty good finish good ball played in by um Hoybier as well who somehow still manages to be a kind of best forward passer um for the final third and then um yeah gianni vio he's earning his piece would you agree booker t
3: yeah he is you know um from a team, you know, for as long as I remember, who uh, basically haven't been somewhat a danger uh, from set pieces purely because I believe that the quality of the set pieces was rubbish. And I also think um, the way in which we attacked set pieces was also quite poor. Um, We look like a team who is a constant threat from set pieces. Um, I like the variety in set pieces, be it from short, to quick ones, to um, just conventional crosses, in-swingers to out-swingers, you know, the combinations um, or the the variety that we have from um, Sun and uh, Perisic. Um, Yeah, I'm a big fan, I'm not going to lie. I, 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 You know, uh, whenever you read some of these stats at the beginning of the season or that you take on these set-piece coaches and they add 10 to 15 goals, we're literally reaping the benefits. We're literally reaping the benefits. Um, and I also like as well that like, you know, we're getting lots of different scores. Uh, ben Tanker, Davies, Longley, lots of different people scoring from set pieces, which is to me, um, I'm all for it. Um, at the end of the day, you need to, we're in a time where you've got so much stats and so much information, um, and also just so much quality in terms of coaching. So why not squeeze every bit of juice out of the orange um, between now the end of the season, and set pieces is just one of those uh just one of those segments so i'm 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 all for it, more for it,
2: yeah, fair play obviously it helps like we it's funny we've bemoaned not being good at set pieces what feels like years and years and years, even pot days with ericsson but obviously it helps now we've got a really good set piece taker in perisic who seems to just be on the money with most of his deliveries to be honest um Ben Davis, of all people, climbing over the header to make it two-two, and even the like, we we just didn't look like scoring from open play to me. Um, I don't really remember us creating much from open play, but the pressure we managed to sustain was was really really good. Even though obviously it's not great opposition, and then um, we managed to keep going until the ninety-second minute, where Ben Tanker actually won the game. I mean, for me, I was. Um, I was confined to a draw at that point. I'm not even going to lie. I was like, okay, well, we're still limping. We're still going to be limping until the World Cup. Like a draw is not a loss. Coming away with a win from what was still quite a bad performance was was really promising. Um, It just shows like at least even if we're not playing well, again, we do have that resilience. Because for me, like a lot of... A lot of fans, obviously, in the build-up to the Marseille game, I do respect it. Um, we'll compare this Spurs team to that Spurs teams of old that have let us down in crunch games, and da da da. And that's fine, but I feel like at least with this team, we've got some of these experienced players. Still, some of them young, but still experienced. Top five manager in Europe, we can at least show that we're not gonna roll over accept defeat like we did against Man United, unfortunately, um, and actually just somehow grind out a win any which way. Um, Yeah, I really, I just really hope we do get reinforcements soon because with at least two or three, I don't even think we need four, at least two or three new additions, we can really be challenging, to be honest. Um, But but we can't um, afford any misses.
3: What do you think has been the biggest bit in your opinion, then, what do you think has been the biggest issue? Because, uh, how can I put this?
2: You know, maybe like, like the... a crocodile's question here.
3: We looked at the summer as being, you know, somewhat positive, and some people, you know, they called it good. Some people called it a poor window, but one of my biggest qualms was that our first eleven hasn't immediately improved, and Conte clearly doesn't trust some of the reinforcements he's given us but we're looking at a team now where we thought okay maybe the first team first 11 is going to improve or well, actually as a result of us getting with these extra players and some other players dropping down that our squad as a whole has improved do you actually mm. believe that our squad's improved
2: I think our squad has improved um on paper at the time I still stand by it being a good winner as well, and I still think our first eleven is somewhat improved. Like I thought, and I still think Long Lay's an upgrade on Ben Davis, albeit just. Um, Perisic, an upgrade on Seton Young, even though like I think Tobes likes to think I can ugly really outright defend the guy. Like I just think Sess is better than Emerson Royale, at least. Yeah. But Perisic again, and then Basuma coming in to midfield. Even though he hasn't been completely trusted by Conte again, like he is an improvement to what a starting line our ideal starting lineup could possibly be. But um, and um but, yeah, for me, our biggest issue at the moment is p- creativity from the forward line and win backs from a consistent depth perspective as so, well. Like know, we see it sometimes. And, uh, yeah. sorry, tops. I thought you were... No, no, go, go, back.
3: go, go, go. Sorry, mate.
2: I was only really going to say, again, um, lack of creativity from the wing-backs and from, on a consistent basis, anyway. And um, creativity at our forward line where we've got no balance without Kuliszewski. Um, like, the only reason why I wouldn't have graded our window higher than a seven is, one, I guess we... We didn't get an elite centre-back, which I guess we were hoping for, and we didn't get a good rotation option that can link play between midfield and the strikers to just make those basic good decisions to be able to, I guess, without much nuance, just generally just link play because we've already got potent clinical strikers up top. I say that, though, we've got a potent... Striker up top because Sun's been poor this season. Again, that's another factor of why we've not started ideally great this season, but yeah, just that. And, um, how big a factor? I mean, mean,
3: mean, let's be real, how big a factor do you think Sun not playing well has been for us? Because I don't know, I can't really, not massive to be
2: fair, but still a slight contributor. It's not. Not the B.O. lindle because uh, I think, again, though, like this is where Conte has to hold it. Like, he could have definitely dropped Son earlier in the season. And then, like, he didn't drop him until the Leicester game. And that was Absolutely.
3: the Absolutely. seventh
2: or eighth game he had been playing poorly for. And I felt like Richarlison, when he had come on to play in his favorite position, he looked sharp. Like, he was a um, good contributor when he came on against Nottingham Forest. Um, in other games as well, which I can't really name off the top of my head, but he looked really sharp, really hungry. Um, there was a goal he scored, in, which was ruled out for offside as well. In that game, again, generally he looked sharp. <sighs> again, that's another factor as well with uh, Conte not ideally rotating as much as he could be because our players look shot and, and the players look shot and I think that's... Quite not like a massive factor, but it's obviously quite a big factor in us not being able to sustain playing good football for nine well, not 90 minutes is unrealistic, but for more than 45 minutes at a time, we we just cannot play football.
3: But this is what worries me, is this because you're saying that you feel okay, first of all, in regards to the question I asked, I actually feel one of our biggest issues is that the dropping quality. This is why I thought the squad being a squad is such an important thing because I think. When you have a squad, yes, you're going to have a drop in quality, but you have guys who can maybe bring your team from an eight or nine out of ten to like a six or a seven. I really feel that the players that are coming in and doing jobs where they need to do jobs are dropping the quality in the team from literally like an eight or nine to like a four or five. And that's where I think also we're really, really struggling. I mean, if you're going to sit here and say to me that we won't be affected as a team when we go from playing Romero to playing Sanchez, or from playing uh, Kulusevski or Charlison to playing Lucas, I don't. I don't understand what what you really want me to actually say. So I think that the drop in quality for the squad is also too much. It's too big a difference in quality. Who would you say
2: has a better like in the Premier League? Yeah. Who would you say has better like quality in depth than Spurs across the better... board?
3: Quality in depth. I'd probably say at this point in time in the league, there's probably only two teams,
2: in my opinion. So we uh, ship, I do. and then that kind of, kind of reflects in the league table as well.
3: Yeah, I'd, I'd say that probably that probably does. Um, it's going to be Chelsea and City. Yeah, that's it. That is the only two teams that I see in terms of their strength and depth, um, where they are right now. And I think, I find you know, I think we Chelsea
2: are... have depth I wouldn't <laughs> say strength in depth, but you have to um, you have to
4: take into consideration that chelsea is is a conundrum of like it's just it's just a hot bed of just individuals but when you go through their team that twenty two or whatever there are some players to, that if, if you to just took quality. them off yeah they, they've got quality in there that even if you put them on the bench of say our our club Arsenal united we will take them out of Canada. we we've got Sanchez coming off the bench that's enough to make you realize. How bad it is in our side. Like they could they could easily just field Kulubali and um Silva and still have decent enough players on the bench to help out where need be. Like See, yeah, also, have, they, I mean, have they have they far
3: more like, depth. Like one thing that also worried me as well about Owen, about what you just said now is that like you feel that the players look shocked. I mean, this is what we would call probably were like maybe um, two-fifths into the season, coming coming close to the halfway point in the season, and you think players look shot. Players have had to play games every three, four days. Fine. I mean, with a World Cup, you know, starting in sort of late November and looking at our team, whereby there's a, actually a significant amount of players who are probably going to be at the World Cup. I mean... <sighs> unless we absolutely get top reinforcements. And I really do mean like top reinforcements or players of real quality in the January window. You know, I, I don't know what people are expecting for people to suddenly just turn around and, st- and start doing after the World Cup. I'm looking at, and I, and I really do mean this, you know, you said it yourself and players and people in Spurs fans have actually even mentioned it. People like Benton Co and Kane are running themselves into the ground every three days. They didn't even look like they're preparing for a World Cup. You look, you you look at players who are also going to the World Cup, picking up small injuries. You're looking at Son picking up an injury. You're looking at Romero. You're looking at Laris going to be playing with You know, you're looking at players like of real importance to this team are now going to be playing another seven games in what would be or five to six games at least in the space of I don't know one month. I don't understand what kind of, what kind of, um, what kind of like energy level or what kind of position people are expecting them to come back in from the World Cup. Like, uh, like if Son's playing badly now and and he's already got a small injury and he suddenly you know has time off before the World Cup and goes to play in the World Cup, what what kind of Son do people expect him to come back? I, I just don't know. I, I don't. Know. I
4: I don't know where this talk of Kane running himself into the ground has come from
3: oh it's more so because he has no one to basically come off for okay he's playing he's playing 90 minutes he's playing 90 minutes every every three days with no one to basically replace him and that's that's the truth that's just yeah well
4: that's that's the club's fault because i've been calling for a striker to bench him for yonkers and it doesn't mean bench him as in to say ah He's absolutely garbage. I've been calling for a striker to bench him so that you don't have this whole night. He's bloody going to be 30, yeah? And the guy... I don't want to hear like fans saying, oh, he's getting run down into the ground. Even if we did have, let's say, a a good striker, a top striker, that like an actual striker, not a guy that can play the position, an actual striker-striker, game Mm. would still fashion a way of playing 90 minutes. Yeah, and that for me is like... There's not a game this season, not one, this season, where I've looked at him and I thought you've run yourself into the ground. Not one. Yeah, he. J- I just think he's not got the same level of fitness as he used to have. Yeah, even when we, even when we press, even in I the mean- the Marseille game, yeah. So he will he will jog across, jog across, jog across. Yeah, and then there's no initial press from him. It's more like I'm just marking the space. Maybe that's a decision that Conte has taken and and told him to do, but he would just jog to the space, jog to the space. And then out of nowhere, you see Benton court dart 40 yards just to press whoever's like on the ball. And I'm like, wouldn't it be better if Kane did that shorter burst and then the rest of the midfield just like went up? I don't know if it's a Conte decision for all of this stuff, but all I'm saying is, the only player right now that I think rah, they're really pushing themselves is Benton Cole. Everybody else I think is holding back for the World Cup. That's my personal opinion.
2: You may not in inter- touch you you probably aren't wrong, to be honest. You probably aren't wrong. I think Hoibia has probably run himself into the ground as well. Nah, um, he just runs. To be fair.
4: No, he just he just runs. There's nothing running. So either he way just, runs, he's, he's tired, though, right? He, he, like, just, he just runs. The guy just runs. Can't even foul. Freaking cheap, bro. What, what is wrong with him? Ah, but ah, he doesn't. can
2: score crucial goals in a European away tie, so... We were, free. We, we were already
4: through. We were already through. It was just a formality of whether we were going to finish top or
2: not. <laughs> Again? That would have been typical Spursy if yeah. we just sat back and took the draw, though. You could argue, maybe. No,
4: no, no. Because in recent years... Other than... When was the last time we finished second
2: in our group? Uh, That would have been, I guess, the final. Did we finish top? No, we couldn't have done. No, we finished second. Barcelona finished top. Yeah, Barcelona finished top. 18-19 group, yeah. So, what, that's the last season we finished second in
4: our group? Yeah. And we finished, what, top in every other Champions League group that we've been in? (laughs) No.
2: Oh, so this is the first time we've topped the group?
4: No. No, we finished top uh, of the group. Under Harry we were, yeah, under Harry, and when we were um, in Real Madrid's group, we finished top.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's that's not, it's, okay, yeah. yeah. It's right. not a common
4: occurrence for us to finish second in our Champions League group. I'm just saying. Fair enough. Um, we either do, we either just get knocked out of the groups, or we normally finish top. I'm just, I'm just saying, history will tell you that. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, you know. So well, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like I didn't really exactly. care.
4: Like I said, if we want to go somewhere, anywhere in life with this club, in terms of winning stuff, listen. Come this January, Conte's already said he needs reinforcements. The club needs to back it. Yeah, I, I want. I want big noise in January. I want. I want four players signed for a total of five hundred million, bro. I, 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 want, not, I want crazy, killed, like, bro. Brothers. Noises are
2: being made, to be fair. Noises are being made. Apparently, Aleko Madrid, who didn't finish top or second or third in their group out of Europe, and have apparently put four players up for sale in Carrasco, De Felix, someone else. I can't give remember give me all four. All four of them. Thomas Lamar. Yeah, Thomas Lamar. Give me all I four. I used to really want Thomas Lamar. Um,
4: I'll take all four. You want all four? All four. Told them to name their price 180. It was almost a pause.
2: Okay, um, pause, almost a pause, almost a pause. Um, top two would you take out of that list if we're being realistic ish? All four
3: pause. I would take, um, very quickly Carrasco and Deport.
2: like I, I. Hear a lot of people saying the pool. To be fair, like I haven't seen much of him though. Like I
1: yeah, saw an happy.
2: interesting little scout report from you in the group chat, so I was just seeing like how yeah, he, he could was... make a difference to Spurs. He's a he's I, a bit kind of a serial. I
3: I, I I kind of feel for him. He he um, he he kind of blew up at Udinese and um got this big money move to Atletico. But again, uh, I just feel that like this is kind of a common trait with uh, Simeone tax yeah. yeah players of real sort of players of real technical quality just kind of being marred by a little bit of um Simeoni tax and he's a i think he's a good he's a good player uh
4: so I mean, he, what what difference is this going to be to him coming to spurs and conte saying he's in discipline i I'm, i don't i i'm just intrigued because if if Simeone's like, mm, I, I don't really fancy him. You know, I, I don't really think he's all that. Conte is going to take one look at him in training and be like, "Yeah, you don't really know the positions that I want you to play here. Follow Heubierg.
2: That's that's what he's going to say. I think he's going to go more of his Udinese performances. Don't know.
3: Yeah, well, eh, we'll see. We'll we'll have to wait and see, boy. Mm-hmm.
4: Um,
3: I just I just think uh, Lamar is um not really that effective in the position that he plays. And I think Felix is uh, out of our... Uh, I think he'll be out of most people's price range. So. How long has he got left on his contract? Uh, I was reading the other day, like, I think it was like five or six years. So let
2: me just check. Death yeah, damn death from, yeah. What are his wages like, though?
3: Um, he's the highest paid. Him and Griezmann are the highest paid. Though. fuck's
2: sake. Jesus. Yeah. So Man United are probably going to go for Felix then, but I um, so, think we should try cheekily going now.
3: So Joe Felix, Felix? Uh, he's twenty-two years old, uh, and his contract, uh, to be fair, it's twenty twenty-six. <laughs> is that when he
4: runs up? Uh, forget it. that's yeah. not bad. bad. <laughs> so nah, no, no. four, four years.
2: years, four years, and and well, four, the four high years. Speed. Forget,
4: on the highest, forget. Speed. It's not even well, worth
2: is it. Two hundred k a week. Uh, something silly like this. before um, tax probably well, 350.
3: Um oh yeah, it's nearly or oh, it's nearly like it's over 250 a week. Yeah. Fucking
4: that's awesome. more Dude. than cane. Hey, we need we need to contact um pogba's guy, bruv. Make make something happen, bruv. Yeah man. Are you sure yeah. about that? Hey, hey. Hey, buddy! Oh, I thought you meant he's
2: agent. Then, sorry, no. I thought nah, you nah, know, nah. We're talking about the voodoo. Okay, we're talking. Yeah. We're
4: talking about the yeah, yeah, the yeah, little shaky leg, bro. We we yeah. we might need me <laughs> to call in a few favors, boy.
3: Yeah, Joe Felix earns near um, earns around two hundred eighty thousand euros a week. Yeah.
2: Okay, so cane wages. Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, no, what the day? That's the day a, another player is... comes
4: in and earns more wages than you know, that mock. That's uh, a hundred, hundred pounds hundred That's a hundred
2: hundred pound player, to be honest. So he would be perfect for Spurs as well. I, I can't help but think that he can do both. He can play as a striker. He can be that guy who drops in between midfield and no, and the strikers and links playing, can create. And he's a good presser as well from what I've seen of him at Atletico. Yeah, bring it. Pay what they want, man. Um... Someday. I should realistically see it happening, and I would. I do need to see more of the pool. But from what I've seen of him, which is little, when the scout report that you showed me earlier tops, some, we need to take him for a nice press. But yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see him. Uh, the pool being able to apparently operate on the right hand side does encourage me. We'll see, we'll see. Um, just to wrap it up, then we've got to preview the Liverpool game. Um, again, we're missing still quite a lot of players. I see Romero and Richarlison uh, looking after themselves um, any which way they can. I Honestly, I don't blame them, but it is what it is. Uh, Kuliszewski, who had a little jog out at Bournemouth before the game, still looks like he's injured. Um, Whether we risk him as he's not going to the World Cup or not? Who knows? And... Um, Obviously, his son who <laughs> apparently saved himself for the World Cup as well has got four fractures to his left eye socket, so I don't think he'll be playing on the weekend. Um, bereft of strikers, boys, how do we line up against Liverpool?
4: Um, I think we line up with a 3 5 2. Um, I think the back line is going to be uh the same. As uh, the Marseille game, I think it's going to be Basuma, Hoisin, and uh, Bentacore. I think it's going to be, um, unfortunately, uh, Um Probably, I think it's going to be 90% the same lineup as Marseille. Actually, no, em- em- Emerson will come back into the team. I- I've got a feeling he's going to put Emerson back up right back. And um, Perisic chat. At left, and then <coughs> no, he's not even going to put, yeah, he's going to put Perisic at left, and up top is going to be uh, Mora and, and Mook. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that stinks! All right, who wants my ticket for Sunday because I can't make it anyway, even if I wanted to. Um,
2: yeah, um, oh God, I'm not Horrible. free either.
4: Horrible, unless
2: you've been tempted to take it. Well, I and can't top, make it. Um, How would you line up?
3: So, I've, you know, I regularly listen to wall-touch pods. Um, so this week um, I listened to Koppen Frackers with Mush, Ellis and, and Mike. Shout out to did, them. Did they
2: say if Canate is back on? Um,
3: no, Canate is not at the moment. Um, they've been quite positively going with uh, Gomez and Van Dijk. Um, weirdly, Gomez didn't have a great game against... Leeds at the weekend, but then uh, performed a bit adequately at midweek. Liverpool, are, they're in a funny place right now. Uh, I, you know, I can't really seem to put my finger on why. Um, against Leeds, they looked. I watched that game. They looked kind of bereft of ideas in many respects. They did create a lot of chances, but you know, they just, they were just something missing. Um, and one thing I really was surprised about them in that Leeds game was that they just looked like they could just be got at. They looked like they could be got at. Um, which was a strange one because they were at home, um, and they, you know, they've, had, they've got this amazing record, especially with Van Dyke, who hasn't lost there in more than like two years or something like this. Um, but then I watched them on uh Tuesday night again, uh, on this whilst the Spurs games I did on, on, on my iPad, and they really gave a inform what would we say, an unbeaten in like 10 or 11 games. Um, Napoli. A real, a real ride, and went went in that game and won that game like deservedly, um, in my opinion. Um, oh, they seem to have a lot of chopping and changing in their in their starting level at the moment. Um, the one thing that kind of gives me some confidence is that they they don't really seem to trust Trent at the moment. Trent is starting games and coming off regularly. Um, their midfield seems to be chopping and changing. With um, you know players like Henderson and Fabinho not really in good form, um, Harvey Elliott popping up here and there, and the only real kind of consistent player in that midfield that they've been going with is Thiago, Van Dijk looking a bit all over the place, um, and obviously you know they're always gonna have they're always gonna have a goal threat with Salah and Nunes, despite you know his um, his you know negative detractors, he has been scoring goals. Um, in my opinion, I think you're right. Similar to Yao, what Yao said, I think we'll go three-five-two. I think he will be very happy to play three at the back with Emerson as the right wing-back. I think um, Emerson is going to have his hands full. Um, and I think he's probably going to maybe use Sess as the left wing-back, just because, you know, if there's someone that you can run at, it's Trent, in my opinion. Um, I think packing the midfield with... Uh, Fabinho and Thiago against Basuma, Hoyberg and Bentenko. Like, I actually believe that we have the ability to be able to win that midfield battle, in my opinion, um, at this point. Um, but my only issue then stands with uh, how does Kane get the better of either Van Dijk or, or Gomez? Um, because he's basically going to be playing by himself next to Lucas up there. Um, and I think it's very important that from the early, early, early stages Statement in the game that uh, Dyer has has the beating of Nunez. I think Nunez is really going to give him a rough time. Nunez is one of these players who's, whilst he's not particularly technical as you would call, you know, footballers these days, he really is going to run for ninety. He's going to cause problems. He's going to move into channels. He's going to he's going to bring a physical battle to the game. And also, you know, you want to make sure that in all of this happening, that you kind of keep Salah somewhat quiet. Um, uh, I, this sort of game, you know, both teams not in amazing form. Liverpool in probably worst form in the league. And Liverpool currently like 11 or 10 points behind us at the moment in the league, which is astonishing, even at this point. Um, so I think for us, a 3 2 where we pack the midfield, and Kane has to make sure that, like, in this game, he wins his battle against either Van Dijk or, or, or Gomez. One thing that's really frustrated me about Kane recently is that we've needed him to kind of be that focal point, to kind of hold the ball up. And in the past, he really has been a player, be able to do that. But recently, I've seen him lose battles to all, all sorts of players. You know, he was well beaten against Martinez uh, a couple, like, a, you know, what, was a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Um, I didn't think he was particularly good against sporting in holding the ball up and providing sort of an outlet from the attacking and even even against um, even against Marseille again I just didn't think that he had the you know the uh, almost like the assertiveness or like the presence to kind of just give us something to build from so I think for him you know he really needs to be able to win at least one of those battles just to give us something to go for because Liverpool, Liverpool play in an open type of way and whilst the, I don't think the game's going to be like, you know, basketball end-to-end, I think there's going to be openings. Liverpool can, they can be got. They absolutely can be got.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I watched Liverpool against Leeds and they felt like well, it looked like to me, they had actually found a better balance when it came to being on the ball, progressing forwards and and creating chances. Um but off the ball, still just, <laughs> it's 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 really not good with them at the moment. Um, there's been conspirators speculating about Fabinho. And um, Joe Gomez has been costing them points nearly every other game he's been playing. Um, so I really hope Canate's not back. Because for me, he provides them such a such a good platform from their right-hand side to be able to play for the play the rest of their game obviously that adds to Trent and Salah uh going forward as well as any midfielders playing just ahead um I have no idea what kind of lineup Conte will actually do like i take when we played them at home last season and the Conte and we were coming off um another game not that long ago and he just completely rotated the side, played a 3-5-2, played Ndombele in Delhi in that midfield with winks at the base of all players. Um, all three of those players are gone now. Um, it shows me he's willing to rotate for these kind of times where it does look desperately bad in terms of fitness. Yeah. Um, so I'll plan of go for like what a kind of hopeful lineup from my humble opinion would be. Obviously Laurie starts, I think the same defense against Marseille starts. So even Dyer at right center back could probably deal with Nunes coming off the left or he'd be our best player um that we have available that can possibly deal with that. Longley helpless player, Dame Ben Davis doing his thing. Um, yeah, midfield free, self-explanatory. Um am Oilberger and Bentancur. I think Sassignon should probably play left wing back. I would love to see Spence shut in as a risk um, in a similar way again to um, when we played them last season. He just took a lot of risks with the lineup, Um So it's to be great, but I'd, I'd probably expect him to play Emerson to be honest, Um, but I would like to see probably Perisic and Kane start up top Uh, because I I, I just can't see Lucas Moore start another game. I've been quite quiet about um, Lucas Moore's performance coming off the bench against Bournemouth, but I actually liked what I saw of him in that game, purely just because he went pretty much back to basics where he'd actually just released the ball whenever he kind of worked himself some space. Um I think he might be able to make an impact off the bench, but he definitely can't start for me. Um that all said, I'm not confident of a win. Um I think we'll do well not to lose. I think it could end up being another score draw. So I'll go for a I guess a score prediction of two two. Uh Scott Hall, what would your score prediction be?
4: Yeah, two two. That's actually where I had it at two two. I think both teams uh defensively have been odd. Um, I'm not going to say horrible. I just think they've just been odd to watch defensively, um, both teams. Um, So I think there's goals in this one. A score draw, 2-2. What would be nice is we beat them because we haven't beaten them in Yonkers. That would be nice for us to win. Um, You know what would be an absolute amazing thing to happen? Um, It will never happen. Never. Never in a million years. For us to win 4-0 on Emerson score two. Because then there's like that that's the that's the killer. that's Liverpool season done. Our the comp worst...
2: that will come from that game will be on the timeline forever.
4: Our worst defender of all time, yeah, scoring two goals against them and us winning four nil that you as far as I'm concerned, you can cut your season off if that ever happened.
2: It won't, but if it did, it would be amazing. Yeah, that would be amazing. Tops, look and see what would be your mm. eh, um, rough score
3: prediction. <sighs> Liverpool don't score as man I just don't think against teams that defend like fairly ish well, they don't tend to score that many these days. It's usually quite tight. But I feel well, like at, ho- at home against Liverpool in a game that I think we I think we can get a result in. I think Benton and Kane and Hoiberg can probably put... Uh, I think 1-0 Spurs at home. 1-0. A, okay. a tough, battled, a really battled, hardened 1-0. You are one such
2: nil. an optimist. i love to one see nil. it. 1-0 at home. 1-0 uh, yeah. at home. Are you going to the game? Yeah, yeah I'm going now. Lovely stuff, but yeah. Well, let's uh let's hope that the two days off that Conte have given them have actually helped them. I'll say they got um oh, you gave them Wednesday two days day off. off, yeah, yeah, he yeah. Did. He did, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday off, and then they're going to train Friday. So, <clears throat> yeah, according to um the mouthpieces from the club, anyway. Um, yeah, that was um another new spurs order pod. Thank you to all of those that were. Is he commenting in the chat even the spam bots which i'd love to say i tried to maintain 99 composure through throughout but they, <laughs> There was some possible oh, oh mate there, there always are um fair play to my co-host and thank you again to, to booker t and scott hall brought the energy as always tapping toes for his cameo um Again, tune into our streams every Thursday evening. Audio pod comes out every Saturday morning. Uh, but for now, peace out. Peace. peace.
1: Into the goal. It On debut, Tunge Andersen has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. A it. oh, great goal. Been been Stephen Bergvall has arrived in North London. It's it's absolutely incredible on debut! Oh Sports Social Podcast Network.